Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who alone does wonders, who lifts up the lowly, who fills the hungry with good things. Amen. Thank you for investing your time in today's devotional. You could have chosen to do many other things today, but you've chosen to spend some of your time with God. Celebrate that as you step away, however briefly, from the busyness of your day and enter into a time of devotion with this litany. For everything there is a season, a time to keep silence and a time to speak. For God alone my soul waits in silence. From God alone comes my salvation. I will not hide God's saving help within my heart. I will speak of God's faithfulness and steadfast love. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to God, our rock and our redeemer. Today on December 10th, we read together the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. And listen now to our focus passage, verses 25 to 37. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers, who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that same road, And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him. And when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The enduring power of the parable of the Good Samaritan is undeniable. So well known and resonant is it that even those outside the practice of Christianity understand its message and utilize the phrase. And yet, I'm convinced that its importance for our lives has never been greater. I started this entire Advent devotional series by reflecting on the fact that you are bombarded by 13 plus hours of media a day. Advertisements, television, radio, news, 
social media, and more. That 13 plus hours a day has a formative effect on you. It shapes how you think, what you do, and more. Research continues into the effectiveness of this media blitz, and it only becomes more alarming. What is perhaps the most concerning is that many simply don't see it. They're convinced they've so carefully curated their environment that they are one of the precious few who are above it all. I've got news for you. If you're breathing and not presently in a coma, then you're affected by it. It forms and shapes you, and it does not do it well. Again, as I said at the outset of this discipline, it forms you to think poorly of yourself and to think poorly of others. As a result, we live in a remarkably polarized time. Again, assuming you've not been in a coma for an extended period of time, that should be evident. While we Christians have been taught that we're to love everyone and we answer that way, the reality is there is someone you don't like. It might be a single person or in all likelihood it's a group of people. Those darn Democrats. Those crazy Republicans. Those people who live in fancy neighborhoods or those who live in junky ones. I'm not going to belabor the point. There's someone or some group that the 13 hours a day of media blitz strongly encourages you to dislike. It's working, and you may not even be aware it's working on you. This pull to dislike someone is long-lasting. Let's be honest, it goes all the way back to Cain and Abel. In today's parable, Jesus is addressing Jewish people, and he mentions a Samaritan. Jewish people and Samaritans did not get along, at all, ever. You see, most people who identified with being Jewish had been deported off to Babylon or other countries when they were conquered. Samaritans, on the other hand, had been left behind. They'd intermixed and intermarried with their conquerors and those who moved in. To the Jewish people, these were traitors. These were people to be held in true contempt. So hated were they that there was a slang for them. A dog in English translation, but in all honesty, think of some other slang words you've perhaps heard and you get the idea. In Jesus' story, as the man lie beaten and dying on the road, his Jewish countrymen all left him there. Yet it is a Samaritan that comes to his aid and shows what it means to be a neighbor. In the midst of all the ways we could wrestle with this text, the easiest way to understand it is that we are called to be a neighbor to all, every single person, even the ones we don't like. And make no mistake, it's hard to do. Again, that 13 hours a day of media saturation forms us, slowly but surely, to dislike others and to choose to care for our preferred friends over our perceived enemies. It does it in a sly and deceitful way that often you don't even know it's happening. I've found that Fred Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood is one of the finest conversation partners to think with about the active practice of being a neighbor to all. 
as Jesus would have us do. In speaking about neighborliness and love, Fred Rogers said this, Love isn't a state of perfect caring. It is an active noun-like struggle. To love someone is to strive to accept that person exactly the way he or she is right here and now. This is a profound step in loving our neighbor. To actively strive to accept someone exactly the way they are right here and now. Nothing more and nothing less. It doesn't matter if they think, speak, or act differently than you. It doesn't matter if they voted for someone different, spend their money on things you wouldn't, make decisions you think are not wise, or just plain smell bad or any other criteria we might choose to divide ourselves from one another. Jesus calls us, the Samaritan demonstrates for us, and Mr. Rogers testifies to the truth that we are called to see every single other person as our neighbor, and in doing so to love them. This is not easy. This will be an everyday practice. You've been formed to think and act differently. But I promise, this countercultural act of actively striving to loving neighborliness is the still more excellent way of living out your life of faith. Would you pray with me? Lord, you have said that to truly love you, then I must also love my neighbor, which can be difficult. When we disagree, our lifestyles clash. Yet in overcoming those difficulties, it is possible to see the miracle that you love someone like me. Teach us to love, Lord, as you have loved us, that this world might be a better neighborhood in which to live and share. Amen.